Welcome to Straight Outta Health IT. Getting into health tech is rough, but here's an unfiltered dialogue of healthcare leaders and influencers covering a wide variety of issues affecting healthcare and the health tech industry. And now your host, Christopher Cunney. Hello everyone, this is Christopher Cunney, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Out of Health IT. I'm so excited today to have on our show one of the industry leading experts in telecommunications and technologies associated with virtual care. He's not only an expert and a leader in the space, but he's a former colleague of mine as well too, and a friend. So I'm happy to have him on the, the program for a number of different reasons. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Mr. Joe Dragas. Joe Dragas is Vice President of Industry Solutions at, and specifically healthcare for AT&T. And let me give you just a real brief rundown of this guy's amazing career. Joe leads the healthcare solutions team globally for AT&T business. His businesses comprise of highly experienced sales and technical professionals serving a multi-billion dollar segment of AT&T's largest healthcare clients. A very charismatic visionary, and I can attest to that. Joe is a seasoned sales leader with a focus on customer experience, talent development, teamwork, and uh, growth. Under Joe's leadership, AT&T Healthcare provides solutions customized for healthcare ecosystems, including the largest healthcare providers, pharmaceutical companies, payers, and life sciences companies worldwide. Joe has a passion for building relationships combined with his technical background, are very evident in the progress that AT&T has made in evolving from a telecommunications provider to a healthcare strategic partner. And I've actually seen that process as well, so we'll be talking about that today. Prior to his role, as vice president, Joe led sales teams responsible for the development and execution of mobility, IoT, and 5G strategies across AT&T's largest global and enterprise customer base. He's a veteran of the healthcare industry with more than a decade of experience. Joe grew, uh, Joe grew both revenue, relationships, and consistently delivers customer satisfaction, employee engagements, and sales results. He joined AT&T in 2001 and worked in a wide variety of technical consulting and leadership roles worldwide. During his tenure, Joe has served clients across the business spectrum from large to small government, education, enterprise, and global. So he's done it all. He's a graduate of Wheaton College with a Bachelor's of Art in Business and Economics and a native Philadelphian, which I don't think I knew that at the time. Uh, but he spent two decades in Chicago. He's lived in my hometown, Atlanta, and he's now settled in Dallas, Texas, where he lives with his wife, Paige, and their two amazing sons. So without further ado, let me welcome to our uh, this episode of Straight Out of Health IT, Mr. Joe Dragas. Joe, uh, thank you, Chris. My friend, it's, uh, it's great to be here joining you from downtown Dallas at AT&T headquarters. Really, really uh, appreciate the time to connect with you. No, I'm so excited again, Joe, to have you on the program. Thanks for taking time out. I'm sure a very, very busy schedule, having to manage healthcare practice worldwide for AT&T to have a little chat with me and the listeners of this program today. So let's jump right into it because this 30 minutes will blow by before we know it, and I've already taken up five of them. <laughs> so let's start, first of all, with 
your story. You know, a resume tells kind of the broad brush of a person's experience, but it doesn't really give you detail of their journey in life. So I want you to take a five minutes of this time or less, it's up to you, to really talk about your story, talk about your journey uh, at AT AT&T, what drove you to to want to focus on healthcare as a part of your passion for business, and uh, just anything you think would be relevant to helping us fill in the blanks of that resume. Happy to do it, Chris. First of all, it's hard to believe I've been at AT AT&T for 21 years. Um, As you said, I started my time in Chicago. I spent some years in Atlanta. Now I'm at headquarters at AT AT&T. 21 years at AT AT&T, I've been in healthcare for like 15 of them. So I I didn't realize you were at AT AT&T that long. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's rare these days. People are like, you know, why'd you stay at AT AT&T so long? I say, well, I've always been challenged and the company's been good to me and I've never gotten bored. And if you've worked for a company for as long as I have at AT AT&T, it's like working for a lot of different companies. Companies change, leadership changes, your roles change. Uh, by no means have I done uh, the same thing. I've done a lot of different things. The one constant, though, is I have been in healthcare for so many of those years. I, you know, like I said, I've spent about 15 years at AT&T in healthcare. I think, you know, one of the things that I found, Chris, is just a passion for being able to work with healthcare providers and the sure. ecosystem to transform the way healthcare is providing in the United States with technology. And that's, it's kept me in the game. I mean, what, like, once you get into healthcare, mm-hmm. you realize, first of all, the mission is, you, it's, you can't beat the mission of right. healing people that are sick, treating people that have cancer, working with people that have chronic conditions, trying to keep people out of the hospital, exactly. trying to help people with their wellness. It's been you know, a, a life passion and mission for me. And I feel like with AT&T and what we've been able to do with connectivity and technology, I think that we're really in a unique position to be able to come alongside with um, different parts of the ecosystem to make a difference. So it's a passion for me. Right. It, it definitely gets me up every day. I've you know, I love going to, you know, these annual conferences and being able to see people that have been in the industry a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of them that have been to different places like yourself. <laughs> and then for me, I go, I'm still at at t but we're doing new and cool things. So Absolutely. that's most of my background. I did start with the company actually in an inside sales role. Um, I know we're going to talk career a little bit later, but for me, I kind of stumbled into this huge company working in an inside sales sure. role. And I just kind of learned and grew up through the company. I, I got into outside sales. I eventually got into management. I've done technical roles. In fact, I think when we first met, I was leading a technical organization. You were. Um, and now I've got the pleasure of leading uh, AT&T's healthcare vertical globally. As you said, it's, it's providers, it's payers, it's pharma, it's life sciences, it's medical device companies. And it's, it's really, really fun. Well, congratulations, man. I, I've, I've watched your journey. I've been a part of that journey for a short period of time as well, too. And it's amazing to see the evolution of Joe Dragons at, at AT&T. And, um, you know, and kudos to AT&T for finding, looking at someone like you, nurturing your, 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 your background, your experience, and allowing you to continue to blossom into this amazing leader that you are now in this space. And the fact that you now have a passion for healthcare, you know, that resonates with, you know, any healthcare provider out there that's looking to leverage technology. So you get it, you understand the impact of it and uh, and how what you do on a day-to-day basis can save, literally save people's lives. 
So, so let's jump right into that. You said some really important things uh, about how you know, AT&T has evolved. You know, and I personally, again, have been a part of that journey for a period of time as well, too. I, in another life, I served as a CIO who used AT&T services. I was an advisor on their advisory board, and I actually carried AT&T's card out of full disclosure as a, the director of emerging healthcare technology, working with Joe at that time, too, when AT&T was actively just trying to penetrate the healthcare market. So that that being said, let's talk about a little bit about today and what is what is AT and T doing today to really start to shift the paradigm around the healthcare delivery model. We know that AT and T is an some parts an infrastructure company, a software company, a technology company, an advisory company. So you cover so many different components of healthcare today. I'm just curious at a high level. You know, we don't have time, I'm sure, to go to every particular product and service you have. But really, at a high level, what is AT and T doing now to make a difference in healthcare? Yeah, people ask me all the time, like, what is AT&T doing in healthcare? If I was to boil it down to just a couple of words, I would say we provide secure connectivity. And if you think about that, what that means, imagine now you're in a hospital and your patient records, your images, everything is coming across a network. In fact, more and more healthcare providers are moving that data into the cloud. And so if, if the patient's at the bedside, the clinician's at the bedside, needs to pull up that chart, that record, that image, that's often coming over the AT&T network. Um, I joke a lot of times and say, if a doctor or clinician does not know what AT&T does, that's a good thing because it means we're working. When we work, we're in the background. The systems run, the electronic health records working. Clinicians can pull up radiology images. But if we ever break, unfortunately, we don't break often, and we usually build in resiliency. But if it does, it, it can cause catastrophic issues within the care delivery system. So as you said, Chris, we're the underlying infrastructure that connects hospitals, clinics, and ultimately extend, can extend care outside of the home. We often think about that's our, that's our fiber footprint. That's the glass in the ground. It is it is mission critical. It's the lifeblood to a lot of these healthcare provider systems. By the way, same thing. We you know we do that in pharmaceutical. We do sure. that for payers. We do that for the whole ecosystem. That's sort of the the critical nuts and bolts piece of the business. One of the things though that is just taking off tremendously right. is the innovation side of healthcare, and a lot of that's actually running off of our our wireless and our Internet of Things business. And we've worked with a, a whole bunch of really neat companies over the last several years, especially during the pandemic, when exactly. all of a sudden, so many people realized, I can't go into the, the sure. clinic anymore. I need to go figure out how to interact with my clinician at home. Many people never had a virtual visit until COVID, and then it took, took on that experience. Absolutely. A lot of that interaction is happening over AT&T services as well. You know, we've got a wireless network that oftentimes is the underlying connectivity to connect that clinician to the patient in his or her home. Absolutely. So I do want to expound on that and I did want to make a comment. It's amazing how now technology has really become what I call the next utility. When, when you think about you know, electricity in a hospital, you got be a challenge to run a hospital without electricity. Be a challenge to run a hospital without water and plumbing. I would also argue now today it's a challenge to it would be a challenge to run a hospital without IT, without technology, without connectivity. 
Every, every business and clinical decision today has an IT component built into it. And to your point, Joe, now that we're moving further and further outside the four walls of the hospital, we have this need to connect to this virtual environment into a wider uh, ecosystem of players. And the only way we can do that is through telecommunications infrastructure. So that being said, I have a question for you. You know, when you think about this whole concept of social determinants of health, you know, you've heard that over and over. That's the kind of the story of the day. Technologies like, you know, virtual care platforms, telemedicine, telebehavioral health, remote patient monitoring, you know, collaboration between providers, chronic care management, et cetera. There's a plethora of technologies that can be put under the virtual care umbrella, uh, which help members to access that, that care in a very timely, convenient manner, also helps them adhere to treatment plans, allows better collaboration amongst providers and their patients, uh, optimizes patient visits, creates whole new business models in some cases for some hospitals and healthcare systems. Uh, that's amazing. However, you know, there's still a challenge with that exists today when it comes to this concept of leveraging broadband technologies, 5G and higher to do some of these things in a more efficient way. When you look at uh, uh, rural healthcare, rural healthcare organizations, underserved communities where broadband may not exist today, that can still be a challenge. And so, you know, technology brings the promise of improving their care, but we still have these inherent issues. So help help our listeners understand what is AT&T doing to help close that gap, to, to, to address some of these challenges around access to uh, this infrastructure? Yeah, I'll answer it in a couple of different ways. You know, first off, you're right, Chris. I think we take for granted. I mean, I certainly do that I have access to the internet. And, and there are so many Americans that don't have reliable access to the internet right. today. And, and we believe at AT&T, we have a once in a lifetime opportunity to really close the digital divide. And part of that is getting internet access to every single American. So we're doing a couple of different things. We have launched the Affordable Connectivity Program. You know, work with the government. We participate in the Affordable Connectivity Program. Sure. We launched an, a low cost broadband offer called Access by AT&T, which effectively gives qualified individuals the ability through an, the offsetting program from the government to effectively have free internet. In my career, I've never seen that before. So for right, certain right. qualified individuals now, you actually, you know, maybe for those that could not afford internet before, you know, we've partnered with the government, their program, we have an offer to try to get internet access to more and more uh, Americans. And it's super important. The other thing we've started to do is um, we're working with more and more municipalities who have been taking advantage, uh, advantage of government uh, funding as well to sure. go and bring fiber into neighborhoods that never had it before. And just this notion of bringing fiber in the neighborhood, I mean, it really is game changing. I can speak from experience now right. because having you know moved from a neighborhood where we had legacy infrastructure and I moved to Frisco, Texas, and uh, you know, it was all farms just right. a few years ago. AT&T came in, my neighborhood has fiber to the home and, and what I can do into my home is it's unbelievable. I mean, my connectivity at the home, we could all come into to my house, we could all be on video. Exactly. And, you know, probably I can run a business out of my home. The connectivity is so good because I have fiber running in the home. The reason I say that though, isn't because I'm trying to give a commercial to AT&T, but more to say, this is what really gets me excited when you think about the future, because a lot of things that happen in a hospital today happen in the hospital today because they don't have the infrastructure to do it elsewhere. That's but right. imagine if 
you could take that same concept. You know, in a hospital today, you have um, telemonitoring services. You know, maybe it's a clinician that's sitting, you know, on another wing. Right. You know, effectively with technology and cameras, keep an eye over the patient. Exactly. Connected to the local network. Right. Mm-hmm. So with, with uh, connectivity, that becomes possible. The last thing we're doing, Chris, though, is we're, we're thinking about, we think about connectivity as it's wired and mobile. It's, right. it's glass and it's spectrum. It's really both. And I think when you do that, you, you have the ability to connect more and more Americans than ever before. As an example, AT&T was awarded by the government to be the contractor for the FirstNet network, which is the government's network for first responders and also for eligible healthcare oh, wow. institutions. We've been able to partner with the FirstNet Authority to get certain virtual health use cases approved to use the same network. Sure. What that's doing is we're reaching further and further into rural areas. We're getting our coverage better and better into places we didn't have coverage before. And that's also now another platform where providers can use that platform in order to get connectivity to, you know, their, their patients and members in their home. So then how does the delivery of care change? I mean, knowing that now they have access to this, this, um, this amount of connectivity, uh, how does, how does the model of healthcare then change for those providers and then for those patients? Well, I think one of the things that we really love about cellular is it it just works so if you think about you know a lot of cellular connected devices you power them on and they just connect they work you don't have to go and pair them and and it's not complicated sure so what what we believe is already starting to happen chris is that more and more providers are going to leverage the power of cellular leverage the first net network to be able to potentially send a you know patient home that maybe has copd and give that patient an easy way to, you know, connect certain vitals, you know, maybe get on a wireless weight scale, you know, maybe put on a a blood pressure cuff and be able to take those readings, securely transmit them back to the clinician and be more engaged in, in, in healthcare and wellness from the time of discharge and hopefully uh, avoiding any kind of readmittance um, because we lost, you know, track of that, you know, critical vital information. So I think we're really, you know, we've been talking about these concepts. I mean, sure. look, you and I've been talking about this for 10 years. For 10 years. It looks, and, it uh, but, but things are evolving uh, and a couple different things are evolving. And one of the biggest things is access is really getting, you know, better, faster, right. cheaper, secure. And so as that evolves, coupled with reimbursement <laughs> that continues to evolve, right. I think we're really getting to a place where, you know, patients will be more engaged than ever before on their wellness, on their care plans. And truly, I think it's going to move the needle sure. here in the United States. No, that's exciting, you know, and it's exciting to see the investment that, you know, companies like AT&T are making in the core infrastructure that will then allow these applications and systems to be leveraged, you know, at the lowest common denominators as well, because as you know, there's only a small percentage of the uh, overall population that contributes to the major cost in healthcare and is primarily due to chronic diseases. And if we can somehow connect with those people early on and through that cycle and allow, you know, the technology and the providers to be able to interact in a more efficient way with those patients, hopefully we can start to close the gap there and reduce the mortality rate, but more and, and the costs associated with the delivery of care across the board. 
You did say something I wanted to drill down a little bit further on. You talked about some of the federal mandates that have, and, and legislation that's now driving the adoption of and the um, adoption of the technologies and the access to these technologies. I'm just curious. You know, there's we talk about this term social determinants of health, but there's another term, political determinants of health, and that's how policies and legislation also has an impact, good, bad, or ugly, on the delivery of care. I'm just curious from your perspective, you mentioned a couple already, were there any anything, and, and if this is one of those landmines, you can shake your head and say, this is a landmine. <laughs> I don't want to touch that one today, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but I'm just wondering, what's what's restricting AT&T and companies like you from being able to realize that true dream and vision? Are there policies, legislation, you know, just social issues that might be slowing down the progress or impeding your ability to get to these lowest common denominators and provide affordable telecommunications infrastructure for providers? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Chris, that uh, we did um, just over the past year is we we gave guidance to the street that we would continue to significantly invest in our in our networks. And AT&T's invested more in the network infrastructure than any company for many right. years running. Right. And we've made a commitment again that we would invest $24 billion into the network, which is both the glass and the ground, sure. as well as you know, um, towers and spectrum. The thing about our business is it's just it's really expensive. It's mm-hmm. very capital extensive. And so if you don't continue to invest in, you know, in the network, right. then capacity, you know, just disappears. And you know, we're forecasting significant growth. And so we we have to continue to make those investments. So it's really it's it's capital intensive, it's mm-hmm. time. But like I said, we've had really good success partnering with the government and some of these programs to go into areas we've never gone before. And FirstNet's been huge for us because um, commitment to to the government, the FirstNet authority was, you know, we're going to get more rural than ever. And we're already starting to see that. In fact, I was talking to a client a couple of weeks ago who told me that he traveled 48 states, I think he said, across the United States in an RV. Oh, wow. uh, and and was testing his first net uh, right. first net coverage, and he said you wouldn't believe there were very few places in the United States where I didn't have first net coverage, and then compared to commercial coverage, it was significantly better. Exactly. And so that's where we're excited about. You know, when we look at the world, you know, from a connectivity lens, we're excited about you know getting more and more Americans access than ever, so that ultimately they can use that for health use cases. That's great. That's exciting. And, and kudos to AT&T again for making that commitment uh, regardless uh, and buying into the vision of healthcare uh, because healthcare in and of itself is a mission. It's not just about dollars and cents. It's really about you know improving uh, the well-being of your, your, your fellow man. So congratulations on that. I did want to touch a little bit about, and you talked about it earlier, and I wanted to drill in, down into it just a little bit more. You know, obviously with us adopting digital technologies for as a part of the healthcare model, we also have these bad actors that are out there today, right? Who are taking advantage of healthcare systems who have not put in place robust privacy and security infrastructures to support this growing demand for digital data. I'm just curious, what is you know your company doing to, to one help mitigate some of those risks, and how are you potentially helping customers uh, to address any of those gaps that uh, they may not foresee as a challenge for them today? 
if I was sitting down with a healthcare provider, anybody in the C-suite and said, you know, what's one of your biggest concerns? What's one of the things keeping you up at night? This one almost hits the list every single time. Sure. Um, and it's the ugly reality of the business mm-hmm. we're in, the business in providing healthcare, because during the pandemic, there were more more malicious attacks, uh, cybersecurity attacks on healthcare than they've ever seen before. Wow. So you got these healthcare organizations that are trying to keep this pandemic from killing people, and yet you've got bad actors coming in. And, and again, it's an ugly part of our business. So what are we doing about it? Well, one, one of the biggest ways that uh, bad actors come in is through internet. Uh, a lot of times we've got various offers where we basically take the intelligence that we have on our network we build it into products and services like our internet connectivity, and we help reroute, scrub, and divert bad traffic coming in. Sure. These attacks that come in, I mean, what happens is you might have the, the best network, the most robust network, but you can have you can get flooded with an attack and it can literally lock up everything. So what that looks like for a clinician is, you know, I'd be I could be at the bedside in a patient record or maybe even getting coaching on how to pro- provide treatment and suddenly things could lock up. So, I mean, definitely can have patient impact. So, you know, we work to secure internet access. We also work with a lot of healthcare organizations that have implemented a lot of different systems. We bring in our experts who are actually like, you know, nice hackers, right. you know, but they, White they, hats, they, right? yeah, they try to, they try to break in. They try to see if they can get access to things they shouldn't get access to. Because as we know, being in this industry, you also have to keep patient information secure as well. You have obligations to do that. So we do that. And then the third thing is we just continue to look for innovative ways to build in secure connectivity to everything we do. So a good example is with FirstNet, we actually offer tower-to-core encryption within the service, which means that now that wireless transmission that you have using FirstNet is more secure than anything we've ever had on the commercial network before. So it's those types of things that we say, and that's why I always say secure connectivity because fast connectivity, reliable connectivity is really important, but if it's not secure, then ultimately you could still have impact to healthcare. So it's Absolutely. gotta be secure. No, that's great. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, again, exciting to hear. Those types of investments are being made because the reality of it is, especially as you move into the rural health environments, those organizations just don't have the resources uh, and the expertise to adequately protect that data from these bad actors. So they have to rely on partners like AT&T to help mitigate that risk uh, along with the things that they can invest in as well. Really final, final two questions for you. First one is really on how does AT&T, you know, what is AT&T doing to position itself to be really an advisor or partner to healthcare organizations? You know, at, at CIOs, and I'm a recovering CIO, <laughs> have a myriad of challenges, you know, in front of them. They're constantly putting out fires. They're trying to figure out how to uh, meet the demands of the organization with, you know, minimum amounts of resources available to them. They've got regulatory issues, you know, you know, bad actors, difficulty hiring staff, you name it. There's tons of issues that, along with all the other demand, regulatory demands that exist. You know, how is AT&T positioning itself as not just a vendor to healthcare systems, but really acting more as a partner and an advisor? Because the, the next generation CIO is not the guy that's just managing the data center and the infrastructure. They're having to be business leaders that are trying to leverage technology, one, to transform the delivery care model, to create, uh, to drive efficiencies in that model, 
to create new business uh, channels for healthcare organizations and to innovate, you know, and help us stay competitive in a very highly competitive marketplace. I'm just curious, what are some of the things you guys are doing to help them be better at their jobs? Well, two things, Chris. First is, you know, we realized that in order to really achieve the mission that we're on to transform healthcare, we've got to be the best connectivity provider for the healthcare industry. Sure. And that's our mission. I mean, right. we we um we want a healthcare CIO to look at AT&T and say, you're the partner we want to take our connectivity strategy in the hospital, to the clinic, to the home, to the next level. And in order to do that, we've got to deliver an unmatched customer experience. Now, we did get recognized by J.D. Power as providing the best wireline services to large enterprises, which we think is a, a good step forward. But we also know there's still work to be done. We need to move faster. We need to provide you know, a better quality experience. We need to provide a better digital experience. So these are things we're absolutely working on. But you know, I'll give you an example, Chris. During, um, during the the beginning of COVID, you know, right. February, March of 2020 in the US, all of a sudden we had all these healthcare systems and CIOs running around trying to figure out how are we going to handle this? And one of the re- one of the ways was, well, we're going to we're going to amp up bandwidth, especially the internet, because all of a sudden you had all these employees that used to come into the office, now they're coming home, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we had is stand-up COVID testing clinics and putting capabilities in a parking lot that never existed sure. before. What we learned through that experience was our traditional processes and the ways of supporting these customers would not work. So we broke our protocols, processes just to move faster. And actually what we learned through that is we can actually move a whole lot faster. So, you know, one way is by providing exceptional experience. At the end of the day, it's it's really about the experience that our customers have doing business with us. Sure. And we're not perfect, but we're on a mission to make it better. I think the other way, Chris, is that's why we have the healthcare vertical, because we realize that if you really want to be serious about this space, you have to understand the challenges, you have to understand the dynamics. You have to have the passion for care. It's it's not just another industry. Um, in a lot of cases, it's it's not even for profit. Right. It's for mission. That's right. And so I, I'm proud to say, and this is just um, this is my leadership team. This is my organization. I work with people that every day they get up and they look at this as I want to provide you know a better experience for my customers because I you know I care about the people in their hospitals, and so. That, that's why we have the vertical for that very reason. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, final question, final official interview question. I may have one on the side if we have enough time. We've got about four minutes here. You know, what's on the horizon for AT&T? You know, you, you know obviously AT&T is a hundred plus year old company. You guys have led the way in innovation uh, in all sorts of verticals. And now you're, you know, invested in healthcare as well. What are some of the things AT&T has you know, got in the lab that you can share, you know, some of the cool stuff that we, we could expect to see uh, AT&T start to uh, lead the pack on? Well, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to start happening inside of the hospitals. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that depending on your last hospital experience, you probably weren't blown away by technology, probably been to other places where it's been more of a consumer-centric technology experience, I think 
I think the technology we provide is going to really transform what happens within the hospital. Sure. Everything from the way you walk in the door, the way you, you know, the way you check in, the way you navigate the hospital, the entertainment that you have, but even how you interact with the clinicians in the hospital. I, we, we believe that, you know, technologies like virtual reality and AI right. have a lot of promise for what goes on within that place. I mean, it's, it's not unheard of and it's already starting to happen where you'll bring in virtual and remote expertise into that operating room or into that surgical procedure. So I think that's on the horizon. Now flip it though to your home. And can right. you imagine, Chris, being yeah. in your house and potentially getting some sort of operation or procedure that traditionally you would have had to go in the hospital for? Exactly. So I think that's where, again, we look at technology and get excited about, you know, with AI, with robotics, paired with really reliable, secure connectivity, the possibilities are really limitless in terms of where you get your care in the future. No, that's great. That's exciting. I can imagine, you know, the realization of hospital at home, right? You know, and actually being able to have some of these treatments done in the privacy and comfort of your home and how AT&T's infrastructure and technology will be a key component of that. Well, I can't believe uh, the time has gone by so quickly as I knew it would. Uh, and I've got to have you back on in the future to continue to drill down in some of these areas as well, too. Just any final thoughts, 30 seconds, any comments you'd want to share with our audience about your journey or just AT&T in general? Well, I mean, again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I really always enjoy being able to tell my story. You know, I'm proud of not only the work that at and doing, but I will say I'm really excited to see the future ahead with what the providers are doing, what pharma's doing. Um, I believe that a lot of people are working on innovative ways to, to really cha change the landscape of, of healthcare in the United States. And it's a partnership. And one really of the things is. we talk about at at and is we have our role. We, we're the connector. You got the cloud players. You've got the software players. You've got these people that are creating really neat technologies that are finding ways to pull vital information off of patients without even having to attach anything on their bodies. All of this stuff together, I think, is going to make a real impact. So um, thanks again for having me, Chris. I really enjoyed the dialogue. And it's always great to see you're changing now. Uh, you're changing healthcare one day at a time. Absolutely. Well, Joe, thank you again, man. I really appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to provide this insight on what AT&T is doing in this space. We're excited to see the journey continue. We appreciate your leadership in this space as well. And I want to thank all of my listeners again for joining us on this episode of Straight Out of Health IT. Continue to uh, support us, provide feedback, and we'll see you next week on the next episode. Take care. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Out of Health IT. We hope you enjoyed today's guest. For more unfiltered dialogue of healthcare leaders and influencers, be sure to tune in next week. For the show notes, transcripts, and resources, please visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite streaming platform. We invite you to give us feedback by reaching out to Christopher Cunny on LinkedIn, just searching for Straight Outta Health IT, and you'll find us. We are constantly having live discussions about diverse topics in the industry. 